2: Oh, it is a time, I normally say to ease into the weekend, but to be honest with you, after the week we've had and the few days we've had and coronavirus and everything else that's going on, easing into the weekend is probably not the appropriate term. But anyway, uh, delighted to be joined by three very good friends of the Limerick Today show. Roger Beck from uh, Parkway Shopping Centre. You're welcome, Roger. Morning, Joe. Linda Ledger from St. Munch's Community Services. Morning, Joe. Good Morning, Linda. How are you doing? And Terry Ring from Cleaners is here as well. Good morning to you, Terry. Good morning, Joe. Um, And on a happy... P-not, you have an event happening this weekend, don't you?
3: We do on Sunday at twelve o'clock in Fitzgeralds Woodlands House Hotel and Spa. It's a Limerick Wedding Fair, and uh, no charge on the door, and all donations to Cleanest Foundation. So there's everything involved that you'd like. I think you'd like <laughs> for your to plan your wedding going forward, and uh, we're delighted to be involved in that. Great. So it's uh, twelve o'clock in the Woodlands.
2: Fantastic, so you can go along Thank and you. enjoy all of that and uh, support the, the great cause of cleanliness and the fantastic work that they are doing, helping defray the financial expenses connected to uh, serious illness, uh, particularly of, of children, which unfortunately is something uh, that a lot of families do have to face. Um, Roger, now, as a, a man running a public space in Parkway Shopping Centre, what are your thoughts on coronavirus as it has developed this week? It's it's getting
1: to be a bigger and bigger problem By the hour, not by the day, not by the week. By the hour, it's getting to be more, uh, I won't say worrying because we, we have a full handle on it, we're on top of it, but it's certainly people are being much more conscious of it, they're being much more aware of it, they're being looking for the hand sanitizers for where we've had them there for 10 years. People are now asking, it. you know, they're, they're using them all the time. Previously, they, were, they never used them. Um, you know, people are making sure that we have antibacterial soap in the soap dispensers. That is not just regular soap; that is antibacterial soap in the soap dispensers. They're asking these questions, uh, and it is, yeah, it's 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 um, it's showing in the numbers of people who are stocking up on dry goods, um, tinned fruit and vegetables, toilet rolls, um, unusual things that I suppose you wouldn't think of until suddenly the momentum starts on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah yeah we we, we saw a huge influx last friday uh friday last week and we were kind of putting it down to the there was a storm coming on saturday and normally we'd see a busy friday before a storm on a saturday we're getting used to that this year uh this is the third or fourth one and fridays have been busy saturdays have then you know the friday the saturday the shoppers are coming in on the friday uh, this week it, it was different uh, friday was busy saturday was busier sunday was busier again uh and uh this weekend looks like it's been something similar it's uh, certainly yesterday was very busy today when i was coming in uh it was it was getting very busy again so it looks like being another bumper weekend for retail right mm-hmm. and
2: linda um yeah obviously you have to think about it as well because you've lots of people including older people using yeah. st Munch's community Saren- center regularly
0: we do we actually most of our population that we deal with are the elderly and unfortunately they're the most at risk so we're taking every precaution that there is we're following all the government guidelines at the minute but that is our worry is if by some reason we're told we this is something out of our control normally if there's a crisis we'll work through it but if we're told that we can't then we have a worry because we've over 2000 meals a week and that's on meals and wheels gone out you know and then what comes in you know, and when you really are working, and they're really, really terrified at the minute, and there's a lot of scaremongering going on that they're and they're listening to the worst case scenario. So it's it's there's a lot of panic at the minute, and I think that's probably the worst part now because the panic can be worse than reality and what's really going to happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had our crisis coordinator in chief, our engineer Kirill Cahill here yesterday, going around the building and um, handing me this thing and said, "Download that." Onto your phone, please. And I was like, what's that? Well, that's if you end up doing Limerick today from your front room for a period of time. Yeah. You know, sure. not a, not a, a something on the agenda right now, but planning does have to be considered. Coffee breaks in
1: your house next Saturday. Well, there you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> huh? Jeepers, do I have to get the coffee as well? Surely you'll bring something from the parkway, will you?
0: And that's I, our problem, because we, if we do, if we're closed down, there's an amount of people that are dependent on us that, you know, and... Then again, we're not affiliated to any, even though the HSE and the local council would work with us in that, but we're not actually, there's nobody in charge of us. So I, uh, there is nobody to look to. It's really, really worrying for us at the minute how we're going to look after the elderly, and we are across the whole city and county.
2: Mm. And from your perspective then, Terry?
0: Well, my perspective, uh, I
3: suppose it doesn't have a direct impact on us personally. We don't really deal with the public. Um, <clears throat> I, I'd be more concerned about the reaction across social media and the anxiety it's causing people. Um, a little bit what you're saying, you know, is, I can't say an overreaction now because, you know, it's inevitable that we're going to hear of more cases. There, It looks like it's going to hit the elderly and the people who are, you know, prone to illnesses who are unwell. But I think if we could just scale back a little bit on the hype and the reaction to it, it might help us deal a little bit better with it going forward. We are facing it, you know, it's no question about that. But we have had issues like this over the past, how many number of years, 20 years, we've dealt with it. We were able to deal with it conservatively well without the impact of social media. And I think that's where we need to, you know, try and focus on it. Us as the general public, the media, just take a couple of steps back.
2: So do you think that the prevalence of social media has added a new dynamic to this particular situation that mightn't have existed, as you say, 10 or 15 years ago?
3: I do, really, Joe. I do. Just looking at it, you know, every time you open a page, a social media platform, it's the first item that's going to hit you. You know, there are lots of other issues, and we even spoke about it briefly the other day, There's no sign of a government coming on board. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But it it has been totally taken over by coronavirus. Yes, it's very serious. But I think, you know, just if we take a couple of steps back from all of that and the anxiety, the concern and the worries it's causing people, especially the older folk, Mm -hmm. a little bit like what you say, Linda.
1: The, the, the problem is that with social media, rumour becomes fact and there's no editorial on it. So if somebody sends in any rumour here, you have to check that out. You can't put it up on uh, on air without having it checked out and being 100% sure it's right. Social media is different. I can say whatever I like on social media, from the be hiding behind a keyboard with a fictitious name, and that can be out there as fact in ten minutes, and around the world, and that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And people believe it, they see it, they panic with it, especially when there's such an anxiety out there anyway. They're they're anxious to believe everything that that
2: people says. And that's a a huge worry. And it's definitely been the toughest story for us that I can remember, um, separating, you know, fact from rumour. And this tendency, and I understand this, where listeners will contact us and say, I've seen X on social media, or a friend of mine has direct messaged me or put a post up, Um, Saying why aren't you talking about it? And there is a tendency to believe that we are involved in some grand conspiracy, you know, with um, government and others, uh, not to put out the most awful information that's sitting out there uh, in at the extreme ends of social media. There's loads of social media that's totally responsible. Loads of social media, including social media that's run by us, where it does go through an editorial process. Exactly, and you're and you're trying to separate it out. But it's just trying to get the balance right is really tough. And I mean, actually, Terry, you know, when you think about it, of course, a lot of the families that you help, they actually are genuinely at a point of potential concern because clearly a lot of them are spending time in hospitals, oh, not spending time with, with children with conditions. All of that, too, is, is a reality.
3: Oh, absolutely, it is. And we have it on our doorstep here in UL. We have it with our families either in, you know, Temple Street, Crumlin, Talla. Any of the other hospitals, there's a terrific paediatric ward in Limerick. There's one in Cork. I'm sure they're all worried and concerned, you know, going forward. How are they going to deal with this? Um, And again it's, you know, down. it's direct hit on the medical people the nurses, the social workers without getting too deep about it I, you know, I I think we've a lot to answer for there in in it being a little bit too hyped up. Yeah. I'm not minimising it. You yeah, know, I understand. It's there. It it is serious, and to hear that all the um, shelves and all that are cleared of toiletries and yeah. all that.
0: Toilet roll isn't a new one. The time of the floods in the island. field. no toiletries in general. <laughs> no, it was. I was shocked because we were the we were the evacuation centre at the time, and the one thing that we were straight away asked for was toilet roll. And I was like, what? So it's not new. <laughs> toilet roll is not the new issue.
1: A, a newspaper in Australia social media has it, actually printed a blank page in their paper today that was perforated because there's such a shortage of toilet paper in Australia (laughs) that they were giving everybody cheese and toilet paper. Social media has it, (laughs) Joe. So that's (laughs) non-editorialised. Oh,
2: that's funny. Okay, so we're talking to Roger Beck from Parkway Shopping Centre, Linda Ledger from St Munchens Community Services and Terry Ring from Cleaners, and we'll chat more after this short break. Friday morning coffee break with Terry Ring from Cleaners, Linda Ledger from St Munch's Community Services and Roger Beck, manager of Parkway Shopping Centre. And the University of Limerick has put up a statement on their Facebook page saying with the positive testing in Ireland in the last week, there's likely to be an increase in the number of cases. The local impact of the recent cases will be by now well known to many of you as there have been school closures in reasonable proximity to the UL campus. The objective of UL is to safeguard its staff, students, and the general public. Therefore, we will take appropriate steps to prevent the spreading of the virus. It appears likely at this stage that we will have to restrict numbers on the campus at some point in the near future. If this decision is taken, it will be taken in consultation with the relevant authorities, and planning is taking place to prepare for this possibility. And when necessary, communication will take place. In in relation to arrangements. It is impossible to plan for every eventuality in this fluid situation. Safety is our priority, but we intend to address the practical implications of a closure or partial closure of the campus. The situation is being monitored uh, daily by UL's executive management and we will communicate as soon as possible on the relevant aspects of our response. Um, And uh, a listener says, no alcohol wipes to be got anywhere. Should be no St. Patrick's Day uh, walking us into it there uh, no Chinese New Year celebrations is going to spread like wildfire if they don't cancel St. Patrick's Day and what about handling money in tills and the like says uh, a listener and our poll update on Instagram should St. Patrick's Day events be cancelled over coronavirus yes say 59% of you who've responded so far no say 41% of you so what about the St. Patrick's celebrations including in Limerick Roger what do you think I think if the prayers go ahead Joe there'll be nobody at them Really? I do. Uh, I think an awful
1: lot of people will stay away. They'll watch the Dublin Parade and the TV if that goes ahead. Um, <coughs> but I don't think people will go to to visit the parades. Uh, there, there is a fear out there and that's two weeks away, Joe. And this this fear is going to build over the next two weeks and I honestly think that if if they go ahead, that there will be nobody there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yeah, I, I agree. I have had a group that were due to visit me on Tuesday and we as a board of management had to refuse because it was going to one of them it was actually going to be from Italy so I I would think there's too many people afraid at the minute to go into large gatherings
2: Yeah, you think so Terry?
3: I do really, yeah I think the numbers would be down Uh, it would, you know financially probably not prudent to go ahead with it
2: Mm. A listener's been in touch, uh, also a medical professional this listener says a family returned from northern Italy from an affected region they've contacted the HSE who said they don't need to self-isolate unless they start showing symptoms Uh, so they are walking around the community according to this listener yet in the UK if you travel back from an affected area you are to self-isolate straight away until the incubation time is up Uh, why aren't we doing that? here, this uh, listener um, uh, asks. Um, I, I don't know is the honest answer to that question, but thank you very much for raising it. The other thing then is that corporate um, bookings for events and, you know, we've been hearing it from restaurants, for example, that would deal with the corporate sector a lot in uh, Limerick. They're getting quite a few cancellations or postponements. And yet, as you say, in Parkway, it seems obvious that there's been a boost to business. So it's, it's not a singular picture, this. But I think Joe, this is a peak before a trough
1: in the in the retail side, uh, in that people are stocking up, and I think that in another week, ten days, <laughs> unless things stabilise, if things stabilise, the 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 stock that's there that'll be kept, and business will go back to a stable level again. But if the thing keeps on rising. People are going to slow down. They're going to stay at home more. Uh, I think socialising is going to be done at home uh, in that they'll be stocking up and drink and they'll be having drinks at home rather than going out to the pubs or going out to wherever they go out to rather than going to social events like the corporate events there that are being postponed and being cancelled. Um, and it's the momentum that this thing is building. That's the, that's my huge worry on this. I mean, you and I were both at the Limerick Person of the, the, the Year last week. Fabulous event. And it was a full house as big as Everest was. If that was held next week, I wonder what they have to have the people there. Um, you know, that people are just being, where are you going to, 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 to corporate events, to uh, big mass gatherings? Nah, that, that wasn't a mass gathering, it was 120 people, but it was 120 people in one room. And are people going to be slow to go to these kind of things? Um, wedding receptions, dinners, parties, you know, all those things where people get together, where we're social animals, we like to get together for, whether it be family get-together, social occasions, weddings, parties... And versus all that kind of stuff. Uh, are, are people going to go? I, I I, really wonder.
2: Yeah. The other thing is, Linda, um, and actually anne was making the point off the air to me this morning and was something we we'll would probably touch on on the show next week, is there is this balance between, you know, mental health, the importance of society continuing to function, there is people living, and then being sensibly cautious about the coronavirus.
0: There is, and unfortunately there's going to be a percentage who are going to love to go on the holidays because going to be cheaper and get up to the mischief and go out and mix anyway. So you have to try and balance that. And like, is it going to be, say, they're saying something like one in a hundred will have the flu, three in a hundred will have the coronavirus. So it is about trying to find the balance of, like I'd still welcome everybody in. We're still going to have as much gatherings as we do. But as long as we're still following our, you know, we do have extra wipes and we have the gloves. But even during the week, I went to get masks for the beautician only because she wears them because she has asthma. Couldn't be got. Mm-hmm. And only for the customers are very loyal to me. All are the gloves and the sterilising wipes and that, you know, there, there is a shortage and a hold on them. So for us and businesses to be able to function, we do need access to keep our premises safe so the people, you know, still can come in.
2: Difficulty being, Terry, that if you actually said right now, countrywide, everyone must stay at home, society would break down in a matter of days in reality because it, it just doesn't work that way. It can't work that way, which is why, in fairness to the authorities, they're trying to balance yeah. advice and instruction and who is isolated. And mm-hmm. self-isolation, you know, there are some people who think, oh, self-isolation <coughs> if I'm not showing symptoms, 14 days off work, etc., etc. But actually, psychologically, that has a big impact on you.
3: It would, absolutely, i agree, yeah. Confined to barracks for 14 days, Maybe you have kids as well. You know, it, it would be a tough environment. It would be very, very... Um, you'd have to be strong. You'd have to be disciplined, I'm sure, would be a little part of it. Um, but just going back to your original point, I think if people are responsible and they feel, you know, I have come from an infected area, do the responsible thing and self-contained for the 14 days... That being said, you know, I don't believe everybody, it'll come to the stage that everybody will have to stay at home and, you know, be confined to their own houses. I don't believe it'll come to that, but I do think there will be a certain percentage, yes. Possibly most of the travellers, you know, going to the match this weekend, the match is cancelled. It's inevitable that there are going to, Italian tourists are going to come into Ireland. Rightly or wrongly, they're going to travel. Hmm. Have their flights paid for. They most likely have their hotel paid for. You know, you'd hope most of them would be responsible. It's going to be tough on the hotels. It'll be tough on the airlines. You know, just if they, they can be practical about the whole thing as well. Yeah. You know, not being glib about it. But I do think a certain element of practicality has to come into it.
2: Because at a certain point, Roger, we hit what's called the tipping point where um, containment is not going to be possible and they move to what's known as the mitigation phase and there are different phases. And and at a certain point, and I know people don't want to hear this, but the reality is that COVID-19 coronavirus will become part of the illnesses that you may end up getting you know, in the way that you might end up getting the flu in a winter period. And I know they're working on a vaccine as well. The, the, the idea that this is going to be contained in a way where it won't exist in Ireland in X number of months, that's just not going to happen. I, I don't
1: think it is, Joe. Um, I see a notice there um, just before I came in that in China yesterday, outside of Wuhan province, they had no reports of coronavirus yesterday. Yes, they had them still in, in Wuhan but they didn't have them anywhere else. So they have managed to contain it. It is containable. Uh, and I think we ought to bear just keep that in mind this thing is containable, and we at the moment we only have it in a very 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 small uh group of people and if it can be contained in a very small group of people, then this thing will pass on, and we'll get to the stage where it becomes part of life, like the flu is part of life, like pneumonia is part of life like you know all those things that we get on an annual basis um and this will be just one more of those, but it will it will be manageable and it will you know we'll be able to 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 live with it um because we'll have a way to to cope with it. All
2: right. Well, look, to be honest with you, we spent the time talking about the coronavirus this morning because it's the only thing that anyone is talking about, if we're truthful, um, Absolutely. Just, uh, all week. And so there really wasn't much point um, trying to talk about other things. I, I should mention that and appropriately enough, the comment of the week prize uh, Ashling. Um, who uh, was in touch with us on Monday's show on the coronavirus. Uh, you win that lovely prize, which is Prosecco Afternoon Tea for Two at Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel in Adair, where cleaners will be the beneficiaries <laughs> of the wedding fair <laughs> this Sunday. You see, we tie it all in. We We're tie living. it all in. We're lovely, 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 um, lovely jo- <laughs> But look, I have to finish with a laugh in fairness, even if it's at my own expense. Donal has been in touch saying... Joe, you said earlier you were talking to someone who knows more about hurling than you do. How is Prince William then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh, <laughs>
2: Thank you, guys. I really enjoyed that uh, this morning. Great to see three very good friends of the Limerick Today show: Terry Ring from Cleaners Linda Ledger from St. Munch's Community Services, and Roger Beck uh, from Parkway Shopping Centre. As I- call Limerick Today
0: now on forty six nineteen ninety five.